0: Uh, We're drawing to the end of Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. Remember, we've been looking at the parables of Jesus, and there's a couple of parables in these passages here. But we've seen what uh, the background is, what the context is, what the point and purpose of Jesus telling these parables are. Uh, Remember the disciples that asked him questions. When will these things occur, and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? And Jesus gives them details and gives them warnings about some things. And then he starts giving them pictures. He starts telling them stories. He says, it's like this. It's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. Then in chapter 25, he says, the kingdom of heaven is comparable to ten virgins. And then he tells the, the parable about the virgins. And the whole point of that was, uh, twofold: <coughs> that you were certain that you know the Son of God and the Son of God, Son of Man, knows you. And the second thing is to be on the alert. Okay, be on the alert because you don't know the day or the hour when the Son of Man will return. And then he gave another parable, uh, the parable of the talents, uh, uh, communicating the same idea that you don't know the day or the hour. What are you doing with that which has been granted to you by the master? Okay, what are you doing? And And, you know, again, we think of talents as being certain skills and abilities. I'm thinking of it from the perspective, at least in this parable. The understanding is what are you doing with your life? What have you done with your life? And we saw at the end of this thing right here that when the master comes back, that the two that had done well, the one that had to the five talents and wanted to receive two talents, they had doubled. They did well. And and the master said, Hey, come into the joy of your master. Come with me. Come in here into the joy of spending eternity with me is the picture, okay? But the one who had just buried that which had been granted by the master, I think the picture is sort of the one that just sort of buried their life and didn't live it for the master in the way they should have, he calls him a worthless slave, and he cast him into the outer darkness. And he says in that place there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that outer darkness. So that brings us up to verse 31. Verse 31 of Matthew 25, and this is a really, really important passage. Uh, Jesus tells us some things point blank, but he gives us another picture here, okay, another not a parable per se, uh, but sort of in a story, but a story picture, <clears throat> and it's so often mistaught, okay, and misinterpreted. And I'm not talking from a malicious point of view, because there's principles here that are... Yeah, uh, extracted that people teach and preach. And that's fine. I understand what they're saying. And there's other portions of the scripture that also support that, but they don't see what the main point is. they missed the main point of this. Okay. And so it's sort of a lengthy thing. It goes from verse 31, I think to verse 46. We may be able to read through it all today. I'm not sure, but we'll see verse 31. Jesus continues. He says, but oh, great. He starts with, but <laughs> well, but what he's saying? That's the reason I went back through everything. In the context of this, of what he's just said about the parable of the virgins, the parable of the talents, in the context of that worthless slave being cast in the outer darkness into that place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. So Jesus is bringing this back to what he's already said a couple of times about the coming of the Son of Man and about what their question was. When are these things going to occur? What's going to be happening? What's going to be going on here? And Jesus is saying that when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man, and we just sort of think that's just a cute little phrase. Let me tell you, that was a phrase that every time he said it drove a dagger into the heart of the religionist of the Jewish leadership because it that son of man phrase carries tremendous import uh based upon what they knew from the book of Daniel. Okay, the book of Daniel, most of us are not even aware of that. But they knew that every time he said that that he was equating himself with that son of man, Messiah thing that you see in the book of Daniel. And he says that the Son of Man is going to come, he's gonna come with all of his angels with him, and he's gonna sit on his glorious throne. So what's the what's the scene here? The son of man is sitting on his throne and verse 32 says, and all the nations will be gathered before him. So the son of man is going to come and we've already seen that when the son of man comes with his angels with him, he'll send the angels out and he will grab those. They will take those that are his. Then all the nations will be gathered before him. So all the nations, that's, the ones that are not Jewish people and that are not believers. Not the church. It's the nations. They will be gathered before the Son of Man, verse 32, and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So this is what's often referred to as the sheep and goat judgment. Uh, the Bible that I'm reading out of right now here on, on my computer, it calls it the final judgment judgment. Ah, not exactly. No, no, no. It's got a subtitle. You got to watch these subtitles. They're not always correct. (laughs) They call it the final judgment. I want you to see something. Jesus is speaking of a historical event, a historical thing that will occur. He's talking about his coming in his glory. He's talking about the angels coming with him. He's talking about that he's going to be seated on his glorious throne and that all the nations will be gathered before him. So, this is something yet to come, even from our perspective. It was yet to come from their perspective, it's yet to come from our perspective. So, it's going to be a, an actual historical event. Jesus then says, as part of this event, that he's going to separate them one from another. So, he's going to separate the nations. Well, then he tells us how this separation is going to take place and what this separation is going to look like. In other words, is he going to put, okay, here's one nation, here's another nation, here's another nation, here's another nation, here's another nation. nation. No, no, no. The next part of the verse tells us, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So there's going to be a separation, delineation between two groups. And then this as the shepherd is like the shepherd does. This is where it gets sort of parabolic like a parable because he's using sheep and goats as a picture to express what's going to happen with these nations. So the nations will be gathered before him. He's going to separate them. He's going to put some nations on one side. He's going to put other nations on the other side. The rest of the sentence we find in verse 33. And he, this is the son of man, will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. So Jesus is going to be sitting on his glorious throne. The sheep are going to be on his right and the goats on his left. But both the sheep and the goats come out of the nations. Now, this comes in the flow of things. But even what we've seen here in Matthew 24 and 25, this comes in the flow of things after the body of Christ has been translated away, what we call the rapture. is actually after that's taken place. That's really important to keep in mind. This comes really after uh, a lot of other things have occurred. We'll talk about that some other time, exactly what that is. For today, I just want us to see this, that the Son of Man is coming in glory. And all of his angels with him, and and then the Son of Man is going to sit on the throne. And he's going to call the nations before him. He's going to separate them. He's going to put the sheep on his right, and he's going to put the goats on his left. Mm -hmm. When you see that, when you understand the context, when you understand the flow, when you understand the time when this occurs, it's actually going to mess up a lot of people's theology and what they thought they knew about certain things. Because you're going to see the grace and the mercy of the Lord being poured out with what He's about to do here in this situation. It is an amazing thing. Well, my time is up for today. We will continue with this in the next account, next time together, okay? I'll see you all then. Goodbye.